evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. Tonight, we are reviewing of Kingdom and Crown by Machine Head. Um, did I already say my name? I'm so tired. Jesse, did I say my name yet? You didn't know. Uh, that's Mark Rattledge, just in case he didn't say his name. Okay. He's the mandated reporter, and frankly, he's mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> of Kingdom and Crown is the 10th studio album by American heavy metal band Machine Head. It was released on August 26, 2022 through Nuclear Blast and Imperium Recordings. It's the fan's first album to feature guitarist Wakla Kablarach, who joined the band in late 2019. Oh, Matt Austin, who joined the band at the same time, does not shut up, does not play on the album. Instead, drum duties are handled by Davine Copperweiss, who acted as a session drummer for the album. The band's first concept album of Kingdom and Crown is set in futuristic wasteland. Oh, Jesse, you must love this. It revolves around two characters, Ares and Eros, who both go on their own respective killing sprees following the death of their loved ones. You know, the way my life has gone as of late, um, it would be a killing spree of my loved ones, not because... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, God. First the farm animals, now this. I would like to, as his legal representation, like to say that he definitely did not mean anybody in his immediate family. <laughs> no, definitely not my wife. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> of Kingdom and Crown was positively received by critics, who many commented on it as a return to form for the band, as well as praising the album's diversity and the band's interplay and musicianship, which was described as heavier and more technical than previous efforts. All right, and first, um, <laughs> witness for the defense, Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Mark Rattlich is a machine head, baby. We're back. We're going to be talking another Machine Head album. I can't God wait. Damn right. Let's freedom ring with a shotgun blast, baby. Oh, it's good stuff. Davidian, yes. baby. Yes, sir. And over there is my defense attorney, the metal coop, Robert Cooper. How do you do, uh, Esquire? Uh, as long as I'm not that one movie that I wish I could have watched with Denzel Washington. Uh, oh, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember. Damn it. I lost a bit. <laughs> We're all... <laughs> We are all Denzel off our game Washington. tonight, man. I'm I'm like going through the list of Denzel Washington movies in my head. It's, I'm, not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I the whole problem here is as we go and we've been doing these Metal Hammer of Dooms and they get longer and longer and longer. Like we've already done a podcast for tonight. We're done. By the time yeah. we get to like the actual podcast, everyone's fucking fried. We're like, oh my god, we still have another hour of this. Oh yeah, it was Roman J. Israel Esquire. Came out in 2017. Didn't he like That's the last children? That's the name of a movie? Or am I thinking of Ro Roman Polanski? You're definitely thinking of Roman Polanski. <laughs> okay, great. Glad we got that settled. Roman J. Polanski, Esquire. Ro -ro. And I'm Ted S. Preston. <laughs> and Theodore Logan? <laughs> Theodore Logan. <laughs> Jesse, how much... the Rock. So, Duh. I, uh... <laughs> So I became familiar with Machine Head through their song Davidian, Let Freedom Ring with a Shotgun Blast. Um, I think the next album was like The Burning Red, and it was less good than the first one. And then after that, I kind of lost track of Machine Head for a while. This new one's really good, though. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. I really like this album. How much Machine Head are you familiar with, Jesse? Ooh, uh, not a whole lot. I, I, I recognize, this, obviously, the hits that you just kind of went through there, Davidian being one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anybody out there? That's another anybody one. Anybody listening to me? It's really good. It's really I have good had stuff. a year, and I play that song a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
one of the things that I've never done is go back into their back catalog and listen mm-hmm. to a lot of what came before their previous album, Catharsis. Mm-hmm. And I learned something, and I know we got to bring on Coop and talk to him here in a second, but I can tell you that I learned something over a lot of the reviews that I've watched mm-hmm. and read getting prepared for this uh, this re- review tonight. And that's the fact that apparently me liking Catharsis is in the extreme minority. Really? Like everybody else hated Catharsis, it seemed like. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll probably come back to that as we talk the album here a little bit. But just to be aware, yeah, I don't know a whole lot of the back catalog. A lot of people were comparing this. Uh, some were trying to say it's the blackening, but there is definitely others that say it's not as good as the blackening, which mm-hmm. apparently is top tier machine head in the past, along with uh, some of the er- really early stuff. Uh, what was the first album? I think you'd mentioned burn the eyes. Was that burn my eyes, burn my eyes. <laughs> oh, so, I'm not supposed to get fired in my eye. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, uh, what, what are your thoughts on machine head, man? Uh, yeah, so I mean, burn my eyes, Davidian. Like, yeah, I flicked my bean to that shit, <laughs> even though uh, I did not know the lyrics correctly for the longest time and sang it wrong for a while. It was fantastic. What did you sing? What did you think it was? I thought it was led through your brains with a shotgun blast. Oh my god, <laughs> let it's... freedom ring with a shotgun blast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm really trying to up my TikTok game. And I've been doing okay. like different. I've been doing different kinds of content, and one of the things I've been doing is these headbang challenges. But like, so this guy's done like thirty of these so far, and I decided that I was going to go through his entire thirty TikTok series of of uh, headbanger challenges. It's and, really hard, and I'm, I'm like, and I'm not gonna, you know, and I'm gonna win all of them. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna headbang through a single one. Um, here's the problem with that. Before I even say anything, I'm running out of few, I'm running out of ways to do it that isn't the same thing over and over and over again. I don't want to just like it just be me. Just stare at the fucking, just stare at the th- the phone the whole time. <laughs> it's just like looking rather like lackadaisical, just kind of like disinterested. Like no, I've so I did one. I, I I did one like while eating lunch. I did one after I got a haircut. I did one. You know, just to start off with, like, before I got a haircut. And then I was like, I got to start doing these with other people. So, like, I've had my wife do one. I had my kids do one. I had a couple of coworkers do it. Um, I'm running out of, like, people. Like, I got, like I haven't done one in a little bit because, like, like I, I got all, like, the, the, the easy ones to do. I'm wondering if there's a way we can actually do it on the Metal Hammer of Doom extra ones. Like, just all just, like, play the TikTok in the stream yard and it'll just all not headbang. I think it'd be funny. But my point yeah. is that the last one that I did with my kids, um, they act, the, the guy used Davidian by Machine Head, and I was, like, screaming at the top of my lungs, left freedom ring with a shotgun blast, and my children had to, like, hold me down. <laughs> Dad, so you Dad lose, it's not you... real. He's not really out there. You lose... <laughs> Is that you lose... No one's listening to you. <laughs> you lose if you had bang, then. That's, that's how that works, right? Mm. Okay. Right. Yes. If you had, so it's funny because like I'll occasionally like nod in affirmation, and people will be like, "You lost!" Like you lost at the very end. I'm like, "No, I was nodding, not headbanging." <laughs> people try to get you every time, Jesse. They try to get you. Uh, damn, damn TikTokers. Yeah, yeah, I lost on like the first fucking song. Did you really? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> hard. The the one that was like, "We're doing black metal." I'm like, "You wouldn't do the black one on one, Mark." Let's be honest. <laughs> Well, I tell you, this last one like started with Slipknot. That one almost got me. 
the the 80s one was also rough like early the one of the first ones i did was it was like motley crew and like twisted sister and, a, and like def leppard and a bunch of like it was just like 80s bands i really like i think bon jovi was one of them i think it was like you give love a bad name and i'm like oh my god like i really did have to control myself those were rough but hey um we got an album to get through so i think uh that's enough preamble jesse what do you think hey let's rock and roll let's rock and roll let's do it let's do it i do, do it. it you're gonna do it you're gonna do it I'm going to do it. All right. By the, by the time this is over, it will be done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, first is Slaughter the Mata. Choke on the ashes of your hate and become the firestorm.
Robert, one of the things that I, I like the album a lot, but it's a little too overly reliant on the like standard death metal drumming, and I like my drumming to be a little bit more rhythmic, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I will say, guitar wise, I definitely hear lots of interesting things. First track there, I was like, reminds me of POD. They they're coming around. They're playing with um, Ginger. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to see them in December. Oh, boy. Yeah. Booyaka, booyaka, 619. Oh, yeah, that was them, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I, I feel so, feel so alive, alive for the very first time. Just can't, I can't deny, deny you. you because I'm so wide. <laughs> anyway, your thoughts on Machine Head? Uh, I mean, yeah, this, uh, this definitely this suite of songs. You're looking at just kind of some more of your thrashier influences. Definitely that last track. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Guitar-wise, I definitely felt a little black metal influence. Yes, just which I which, was if totally you down like for. that sort of thing is one thing. Well, yeah, I mean, because I'm a man of great taste. <laughs> Please allow him to introduce himself. He's a man. Well, of great taste. Of great, of great taste. How many other songs can we sing during this whole fucking review? I'm sure you could show us. <laughs> I got show you, me on the doll. I got you covered, baby. <laughs> um, but I liked, uh, I, you know, as long as it is, it's a little over 10 minutes long. I like Slaughter the Martyr. That had a good rhythm to it. Choke on the Ashes of Your Hate and Become the Firestorm. They're both good, but like I said, Jesse, I, I don't particularly like the... Not that I don't like it, I just I prefer my drumming to be more rhythmic and less of that, like, constant... You know? And so right. this album tends to be a little overly reliant on it, which I think if, you know... This is one of those things where, like, if you're into death and black metal, you're going to love this album. Because um, it's, it's the best parts of that genre, plus, like, you know, standard machine head fare. Uh, if you're not into it, you might struggle with this one. Yeah, I'm not having any problem with it. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I, I think these first three songs are really great. Slaughter, Slaughter the Martyr. Boy, does that take a while to get you uh, get going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. 
wow. Uh, but it is good when it gets started. So uh, I, uh, I remember hearing Choke on the Ashes of Your Hate. I believe that was a single release prior to this album, and I dug it. Uh, Become the Firestorm is different. Uh, one of the things you can say about Machine Head is, like, they don't stick with just one sound in a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the styles of the song will change as you listen to the songs, and that's on full display here. Machine Head is just being Machine Head, in my opinion, which is fine. Uh, there's also a, <laughs> just being a, a all Machine Heady about it. <laughs> Sometimes Machine break. Head gonna Machine Head, am I right? They're gonna do it. Yes. They are gonna do it. Uh, there's an awesome solo in Become the Firestorm. Once you, you know, when you get, I think, closer to the end, there's some really, really great song that make it. Out. But there's also some stuff like the vocals are a little bit different. Like what, what we heard there, there's some uh, very, very clean singing going. Um, it's just, it's not what I'm used to with Machine Head. I know they've done it, but it's just that didn't gel right with that song for some reason. But I mean, uh, hey, this is, these first three tracks are a great, great way to bring us into this album. All right, Coop, you have any more thoughts on this uh the first three tracks. No, uh, I think I'm good. All right. Let's go ahead and move to the next three tracks here. We've got uh, My Hands Are Empty, which we did the Metal Hammer Room Extra on, Unhollowed, and Kill Thy Enemies.
Jesse, when we come back from the next break, we'll have four tracks left, and then we're done because we're not playing all the interstitials and whatnot. So we need to know what the Angry Metal Guy thinks about all this, and I do know that the Angry Metal Guy has thoughts. Yeah, he does. You want that now, or you want that after this? Do you have it now? Oh, I have it now. Jesse, what does the Angry Metal Guy think about all this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you that this did make the cut when it comes to the reviews by the angry metal guy and we'll just talk about that here in a second but from around the internet let's take a look see where else this thing has landed so sputnik music gave this a 2.9 out of 5 loudersound.com dropped it uh well dropped a review three and a half out of five uh then get this rockandloadmag.com gives this a 10 out of 10 wow right that, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and say that I don't think this album's perfect. And if you're <laughs> no. going to give an, al- an album a 10 out of 10, <laughs> I want to see what else. That seems at- excessive. <laughs> right. I want to see what else has got 10 out of 10 on their lists. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, metalinjection.net, they also gave it a pretty high ranking, a 9 out of 10. Kerrang gave it a 4 out of 5. Metalhammer.d, or excuse me, Metalhammer.d. DE, and this is these are the guys that kind of have a, a weird rating, five and a half out of seven. <laughs> uh, and then uh, rate your music, uh, I believe that's an aggregate there, three point one eight out of five. So let's see what the angry metal guy has to say. Um, I'll I'll lead with the paragraph, the final paragraph that they put on here, and then I'll give you the rating. Mm-hmm. So here we go. And without a lot of variety, the album is rather one-dimensional, which will make its hour-long runtime difficult for many listeners. That said, it's a step up from the disastrous catharsis. Remember, I said I was in the minority of those that liked that, and Mm -hmm. trust me, yeah, a lot of people hated that album for some reason. And I can at least get through the whole thing without much trouble. Of Kingdom and Crown is no resurrection of the old or even return to the blackening, but it's all we can hope for now. Rating... Two and a half out of five. 
So there you go. There are thoughts from the Angry Metal Guy and from also other spots around the internet. Very good, Jesse Starcher. What did you think of those last three songs? Uh, hey, uh, there was one in there. Okay. The, my favorite one, I think, off of this album is Unhallowed. Okay. I There's a bit of sing-songy stuff going on in that, but I also enjoy the stuff that surrounds it, which um, it, it sounds like from the other reviews that I've been looking at, that that wasn't a favorite. I'm starting to wonder if I like bad Machine Head. <laughs> As a general rule. Like I, I like, oh yeah, I like all their <laughs> shitty stuff and everybody else hates it and then flip it around to see. I haven't really dove into the other stuff that people love. So I'm, I'm starting to think that there's either a possibility I like bad Machine Head or I just haven't had my mind blown by some of the other stuff that they've done. Um, but anyway... Uh, the one that I didn't really like, and I think I believe is one of the weaker songs off this album, and trust me, I've got something to say about one that's coming up, uh, but Kill Thy Enemies, is it's okay, but I'm not coming back to that song. I, it's not going on repeat for me. Uh, hand, My Hands Are Empty reminded me of some Kill Switch and Gage at some point. Yeah, very much so. That. Yeah, uh, but there you go. There's my thoughts. All right, step up to the plate, Robert Cooper, and hit yourself a single. <laughs> I did not do a whole lot of that when I played baseball, let me tell you. Did you even make contact? <laughs> yeah, no, I never made contact. <laughs> well, you're like eight feet tall. It was probably hard to, like, you know, get down to where the ball was being thrown. I, wait, I just remembered something from our last conversation that we had. Robert Cooper is the int of the Rattelich and Broadcasting Network. How's uh-huh. that? <laughs> the end from that's that's the big trees right from yes yes, from, yes. Uh, well, okay all right making sure okay all right great i want to make oh, sure i got my reference because you know i am no tree as as has been stated already <laughs> i am no tree tree i am yeah, no uh, tree, tree. <laughs> such a good movie i really need to read the books but they're very oh boy i can tell when they're written very dry. <laughs> well, he had a lot to say in a time that he said it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of those is masterfully written. The man created a fucking language for fun. Yes. Well, he he was a linguist, and it was World War One. You know, was he a cunning linguist? Cunning. Go. <laughs> 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 uh, I know what Mark's doing this weekend. <laughs> We'll see. He's speaking fluently. <laughs> I will. I will definitely attempt to engage in conversation and intercourse. Oh, Just not at the barnyard, please. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no no barnyards in my immediate future that I'm aware of. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, this uh, slate of songs, solid enough. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this album being a ten out of ten. Like it's I definitely would not call that, this a ten out of ten. No, no way. No I would way. not. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just missing. Am I just missing something? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're you're not like fucking overblowing it the way the reviewers are. Like, I I don't know. I th- just doing this for as many years as we have, and thinking about like when we've looked at critical reviews of previous albums, there seems to be a lot of like favoritism of being in the box. Like if you're if you're very much in the box of what is considered to be acceptable heavy metal by the intelligentsia, you'll get a good review. 
if you're weird and like out of the box, you might get, you know, depending on like what hoity toity reviewer is looking at your stuff. Or you're, it's going to be like, this is too weird. This is not. This is not. This is not the kind of metal I was looking for, and therefore it's bad. That's the kind of other reviews you get, which really annoys me. Because I think we've gone out of our way to be like, this isn't really for me, but I can recognize the superior musicianship and grade it accordingly. Whereas a lot of people, their concept of a review is, I didn't like it, therefore it's bad. And those people I want to throw gasoline on and set on fire. Uh, a 10 out of 10 album Your Honor. has to be... <laughs> <laughs> a 10 out of 10 album has to be flawless. Yeah. I mean, it ha- there, and Guns every and track Roses, on Appetite it for Destruction, be, that's a flawless every album. Every track has to be something that you like. Yes. Like there can and those tracks also can't have if they do have something it's well, very very minimal. Like, I don't even think you have to like it necessarily. Out. It but it has to be distinct, original, superior composition. Like there's a, there's a lot that I think goes into like the perfect album. Like you there's albums that you can just like the whole thing, but again, you know, a critical analysis of something is not personal opinion necessarily. Right? Um, and I honestly think that the people going 10 out of 10, it's like, this is just what they like. So therefore, it's the best. Which, again, is everything wrong with criticism. Well, here, here, here's the paragraph, because I grabbed the paragraph from this 10 out of 10, and I'll read it real quick just to kind of see if we can justify what they're saying here. We can't, but go ahead. Um, it's a, <laughs> this is 13 <laughs> tracks of pure metal that get better and better with each listen. Usually on an album, there will always be one or two that will miss, but that is not the case here. From the mellow openings of Slaughter the, Mar- Slaughter the Martyr to the closing refrains of Arrows in the Words from the Sky, you will be mesmerized by the band's ability to go from zero to 100 in the blink of an eye. I mean, 13 tracks of pure metal that get better and better? Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't quite know if this album is... Uh... One that I would really describe in that fashion. I mean, there's definitely like some bangers on here. Mm-hmm. I just don't necessarily know if like each song tops the last. There's definitely uh, I, like I, I said, I think there's enough differentiation here to keep it interesting. But I would not not go out of my way to be like this is the best thing ever. I think it's solid. I think it's good. Um, but I I think it's getting favorite uh, favorited because the people who write metal reviews all kind of like the same stuff. Yeah, fair enough. By the way, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead, since we've crossed the midnight mark, has dropped on Spotify. Oh, oh great. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. They I will fly listen over, to they it fly on... over. <laughs> <It's a> wrong <laughs> band. Um, <laughs> I will listen to it on my way to Toyota tomorrow to get my car a much-needed oil change. It's been yelling at me for the past week. It's like, doing you know, the exact same thing tomorrow. I'll be taking you, my car to get a full change. <laughs> are you really? Can you? Can we go together and be like be gay about it? But yeah, let's let's FaceTime each other the whole time we're in there. Okay, I'm gonna also watch upload. Can I FaceTime myself while watching upload to you? Oh, uh, and I I will watch it with you on Perfect. my phone, and we'll record ourselves on TikTok giving a react. Perfect. What, what is upload? It's uh, <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, it's a show on Amazon that I promised to review before before I was forced into having a social life against my will. Um, I had promised Alexis we were going to do season two, and then like shit changed, and I <laughs> and then I like 
delayed it at least twice. Delay, to, delay, delay. Yeah, I, it, it was. We were supposed to do it in the spring. I kicked it into September because that was the first available spot for it. Especially once I reduced my schedule down to two days a week. Though I'll tell you, like, you know, I keep saying that there are some. There was a couple of weeks in I think October and November where I'm doing like three and four shows back again, just because like, I got to get the extra stuff in. You know, or like, I was asked to do something, and I was like, "Yeah, that seems fine." But I'll tell you, the other side of it is, um, I can talk a little bit about this. Uh, initially, when a lot of that stuff was going on, like my wife was going out a lot. You know, she was going out almost every night of the week, and I was like, "Well, she's going to go out, then I'm going to go out." Except that I fucking can't because I'm always doing podcasts. You know, <laughs> and then I started making friends, and those friends are like, "Can are you busy?" And I'm like, "Oh God, I'm always doing a podcast." So I'm like, that's it. No more podcasts. I'm not talking to nobody no more. Um, and then it's like, as soon as I did that, that particular friend was like, yeah, you don't need to come over as much. I'm like, ugh. And my wife's like, yeah, I'm not going out as much. Okay, I'm just going to eat a, a fucking gun. Like, what the hell, people? <laughs> you, know who, you know who will always, though, give me a spot on his show? Like, if I'm just dying to podcast almost any night of the week, I could just call Jeff Sloboda. Oh, Je- Jeff would, yeah, no problem at all, man. No oh, problem. Yeah, no what it's is like he has no it. limit. I think his guest limit is whatever the limitation of fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, StreamYard is. He will have up to eight people, people because that's what StreamYard will allow. Um, if he could have, if he could have like the fucking Congress from Star Wars, he would. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here to talk about Black Panther, the Galactic Senate. Um, oh man. Oh jeez! Well, yeah. Democracy dies with thunderous applause. <laughs> um, no, I love Jeff. Like, and Jeff is always like, "Can you come on tonight?" And like, he just always gets me at a bad time. Like, he, like I've been busy, and I have stuff coming up. Like, I have, you know, I, I still do, in fact, have a social life. I'm more just kind of like lamenting when I was really needing to reduce my schedule. I had so much stuff, and I didn't want to just cut everything all at once. You know, I had promised people to do things. I, I promised Alexis we would talk upload. And so I don't want to break those promises. But it's like, so by the, t- by the time I finally got to a place where, like, everything neatly fit into two days and I didn't feel like I was robbing people of things I promised them, my life changed yet again. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. fucking win, dude. I just can't. So. Now that I'm done, I like, hear you. L- lamenting my social life. You don't even know what I'm talking about. No Jesse. clue. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You know why? You know why I know you don't know what I'm talking about? How? Because you just fucking walk around your neighborhood. <laughs> I do too. That's all I do, man. <laughs> I have to go. I have to get in my car and drive to get that oil changed tomorrow. I don't even know if I remember how to drive. <laughs> just get, get your wife to drive you. Like, just hey, like make you, sure you change your blinker fluid. Oh yeah. Please give me a refill immediately. Hey, we got a we got a comment here from the last Metal Hammer of Doom Extra. That if you oh, wish to react no. to something you might not have heard of, I would say the artist Aesthetic Perfection with the song Gods and Gold. You know that one, Cooper? Never heard of him. Terrific. All right. As- here what is it? Fuck, I just uh, got off of there. God damn oh, it. You, aesthetic Perfection. Aesthetic, aesthetic Perfection. Aesthetic. I'm going to look see if they're on Spotify. Okay. Cooper, okay. you got anything else about the, those, the previous three songs? Otherwise, we're going to move on to the last four. No, I'm good. All right, let's get this show on the road then. Last four songs of the night: No Gods, No Masters, Bloodshot, Rotten, and Arrows and Words from the Sky.
that wraps up our review of Machine Head of Kingdom and Crown. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm going to go B+. Um, getting a little harsher in my my grading just because like like it really has to like be phenomenal i think to be in the a category and when it's just you know it's good um it's solid i don't have really any really, really problems with it but it, it didn't wow me I, I gotta go b plus you know what i mean jesse right right there's too many things that i personally just uh, kind of standoffish about with this album not saying that there's a majority of that but i could tell you that there's enough of it for for me to go yeah, this is absolutely not a 10 out of 10 um, yeah. But yeah, and, and as far as I would rather listen to Catharsis as of right now, I would rather listen to Catharsis than this album. Um, this might be a grower, <laughs> Fuck, not a shower. Fucking <laughs> the machine head fans are coming for you. Right. Yeah, they've got me on their list. Trust me. Um, <laughs> and apparently it's probably a short list from what I understand, because everybody hates that album. But I like it. I, 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 I tend to like there were it wasn't a perfect album either, but there mm-hmm. was a lot of songs on there that I really, really enjoyed. So on this one, I would say there's a small handful, like four or five that I would probably say, okay, yeah, I, I'd listen to these again. The other ones, you know, most likely are there solid songs. I just don't feel like there's something that has a lot of repeatability there. Mm-hmm. So, but as, as far as machine head goes, it's good to see them back. It's good to see them dropping an album like this. Um, <clears throat> I will say that the, signature machine head guitar whine that you usually hear finally I I didn't notice it in the rest of the album until Rotten hit and that's uh, the 11th song um, they have that weird I don't know what they do with the guitar but you can hear it in a lot of their albums mm-hmm. uh, but it seemed absent up until that point I'll have to go back and listen to the album again see if I missed it anywhere else uh, but yeah, and I mean, if you aren't going, to, you're never going to forget after you listen to this album that there is definitely a song on here called Bloodshot because that gets <laughs> repeated. Yeah, it to- that, that totally reminded me of like Soulfly. <laughs> <laughs> we take the lyrics and throw this into the word counter, and like it'll come up, you know, 10% of the words are Bloodshot yeah. because that's exactly what happens. Uh, on this whole album, it just gets repeated over and over. But uh, anyway, um, hey, it was it, decent album. Cooper, what do you think, man? I mean, I definitely feel that this album has a lot going for it. I do really like what they're bringing to the table overall. Uh, I think it was their first album without Phil Demo either. Uh, I think grading wise, I would give this one. I think i would give it a solid eight out of ten if not a nine uh because i really appreciate the ambition i know they've not done a concept album and golly gee i could just appreciate a good concept album sometimes mm-hmm. i wasn't following the story and uh, you mentioned some stuff there offline when we were chatting coop what's this based off of again uh, ta- allegedly it's uh inspired by attack on titan okay because during the pandemic his teenage kids got into Attack on Titan, which is funny because uh, Rob Flynn was talking about how it's like, yeah, yeah, I was really in the anime in uh, like the 90s. And then he said he became a giant metal nerd after. Uh, so he <laughs> kind of fell off of it, but definitely loved him some Akira. Nice. Which, which can see that, definitely. Which is still an anime classic that Jesse needs to watch. 
It was animated in the late eighties and it still fucking holds up. It still looks fan fucking fantastic. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can appreciate what they're doing with this album. It's definitely uh, diverse, really different from a lot of the other stuff I've heard of theirs. Uh, I admit I've not listened to Catharsis. Might be for the best. <laughs> kind of depends on who you ask. But uh, I mean, I love the blackening. Fucking love burn my eyes. Like they've they've got some good shit. So. Uh, I think this one really kind of holds up to uh, their discography, and yeah, solid 8 out of 10. All right. Uh, next week, we've got uh, a review of Megadeth, The Sick, The Dead, and The Dying. We'll have a review of Upload. We've got a Mental Hammer of Doom up right now for uh, Night Stalkers featuring Ice-T. Um, the following week, we'll take a week off. Uh, Jesse and I are going to review The Wire, but then we're back on a special Monday edition because I will be out with my wife on our usual Thursday for her birthday. Um, so we'll be reviewing the new Clutch album on the 19th, and then we're back. Uh, they were actually we're skipping a week entirely. Um, I'm doing a Damn You Hollywood for the Munsters, and then I promised David Wright we would do Star Trek Discovery. So that's in the usual Metal Hammer of Doom spot. Um, and that'll be on the 29th. So we've got Megadeth coming up next. Then clutch, and that takes us into uh, that takes us into October, where we will be reviewing. Um, we'll be starting actually the Whiskey Rebellion, which will be us plus a fourth chair. Who, you know, I think we're gonna get Jeff for the first one, and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, and then uh, the next Metal Hammer of Doom, and I think the very last one that we're doing actually, yeah, the very. So we're only got, we only got a few more of these left. Um, we've got. Uh, Slipknot uh, I believe is the last one The End So Far Fucking fitting um, And then uh-huh. Yeah really <laughs> And then uh, The day before Halloween uh, October 30th is a Sunday We'll be starting The Metal Hammer of Doom Extra Which is basically The Metal Hammer of Doom uh, Sorry The Metal Hammer of Doom Jukebox Which is basically The Metal Hammer of Doom Extra Only we, you know, we won't be doing Any more album reviews We'll look at a couple of videos And shoot the shit Like we've been doing So what do you think about that, Jesse? I am excited. I can't wait. What about you, Robert? It makes me moist. <laughs> All right. Those are my plugs. Jesse, go ahead and plug your shit. All right. Well, hey. <laughs> you can hop on to the uh, W2M network, find the source material comics feed. Uh, we have a couple episodes here that dropped recently. Unspoken Issues did an episode on Ghost Rider 2099. That dropped back on the 23rd of August. Uh, yeah, you can hear us talk about Ghost Rider in the year 2099. Do you think it's the same old vengeance-seeking Ghost Rider? Well, you would be wrong. It's a uh, cyberpunk uh, Terminator-esque Ghost Rider. It gets pretty crazy, but it's a really good, really good first eight issues. So we covered that. I swear to God, Gary I think Terminator X. Terminator X. <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> yeah, he's got these big dark glasses. It's crazy. Mm. Um, the, uh, but yeah, it was me, Derry Waite, and uh, good buddy Dean Compton. We're sitting there talking about some Ghost Rider 2099 uh, on the Unspoken Issues podcast. And then just recently, on the 30th of August, source material dropped uh, with me, Evan Bevins, and Chris Armstrong talking the new Fantastic Four, which took place in Fantastic Four issues 347, 348, and 349. The Fantastic Four are dead, in quotes, 
and long the, live the Fantastic Four. Long live the Fantastic Four, which would be Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, uh, Wolverine, and the Gray Hulk. Uh, so they take Joe over. Joe fix it. That's right, baby. They take over as uh, the Fantastic Four for three issues, and it lasted. Well, let's try that again. It resonated for such a very long time that recently they brought them back uh, to do another story, uh, including those guys. So, And then today, as a matter of fact, probably about 15 minutes ago, uh, the new episode that I did, which was a bonus episode, it's about 20 minutes long, of me covering a what-if that revolved around that new Fantastic Four uh, that took place. The what-if, I think, dropped in 95, if I remember right. So if you like some new Fantastic Four... Uh, you should be able to f- get your fix this week right here on the Source Material Comics podcast uh, if you if you can find it there on the W2M network. So, But that's all I have for right now. Well, I, wait a second. I better plug, you know, talking about Jeff Sloboda, I was over on the MCU's Bleeding Edge, uh, did guest for the second episode, our discussion on the second episode of She-Hulk. So it was the third episode. Good, Mark. Did you like it? I really did, actually. Um, I was not wazooey about the first two episodes I think my comment in the chat was like this seems like Boston legal but for idiots um, <laughs> but uh, Boston this third... legal but written by people who can't <laughs> do law <laughs> Boston legal for children um, <laughs> this third episode I mean not like it was written with a higher degree of intelligence or anything but at least it you know how like when you when you first watch a show that pilot is always just the weakest shit thing it, it's just it's almost cr- a lot of pilots are really cringy but you know and a show will start to find its legs like three four episodes in this one started to find its legs three episodes in oh so, good I'm excited yeah I'll those first two epi- those first two episodes of She-Hulk were a little cringy um that for I haven't seen the second episode yet because I've mm-hmm. been watching it with my stepdad that first episode I was like. She just mansplained anger to, uh, yeah. you know, to the, Hulk. to the Hulk, which I'm like, bro, I get it. Like, it's hard being a woman, but also fuck off. So here's here's my my thought on that. Like, and and I and I don't want to be like sucking the critical drink, drinker's dick or anything, but like I do think he makes some valid points about how why does everything have to be about hating men? Um, you know, valid. <laughs> and and the show definitely comes across as like bitchy angry women you know just like it's just like this is this is an opportunity for us to hate on men just utterly unnecessary but um it's le- a little less like that in the third episode like the third episode is like tolerable you know it actually has a good story to it so and you know i'm, I'm looking forward to like some actual lawyering in the show um yeah. the the woman playing she hulk I, I don't know how sold i am on her just yet um, she comes a lot. She's not quite as cunty as Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. God, I, I, and it's weird because I really, I really try to have an open mind. But Brie Larson is like Captain Marvel. I was like, why is she just? She's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, she she definitely comes across as twatty, and um, but. I would, and and I don't think t- uh, the woman playing She Hulk in this one is necessarily nearly as twatty, like not even in the same ballpark, but a little smug, not quite twatty, just a little smug. Um, but I think, they, <laughs> but I think Definitely they toned, not in the same OBGYN's office. <laughs> but I, but <laughs> I think they toned it down in episode three. Jesse, 
you know, twatty, smuggy, something else with a Y. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess. I, I, I good strong opinion, Jess. <laughs> do you you want me to step in here and say no? Uh, because I, I didn't exactly get that from it. Uh, her you portrayal. She, of, you don't think she comes across as smug in the first two episodes? No, I mean. Look, she's trying to... Why do you hate men? She seems like a strong character. We'll just put it that way. She has a strong of character, course, strong personality. she's the lead. Well, strong character, strong personality as well. Mm-hmm. Smug? Okay, fine. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. She's very confident in the fact that I can handle this. I do it all the time. Okay, well, that makes sense. I'm all right with it. Didn't bother me. Your your protagonist should be somewhat fallible. And her her biggest... This is now turning into a She-Hulk review. Um, her, I, I feel like like the biggest obstacle she has is she doesn't really want to be a superhero. She keeps running away from it. And like, no, being a superhero is your only value right now. Um, okay. We also have, what, another six episodes to kind of develop that? Is it yeah. six? I thought they were only going to do six episodes. No, it's, that's the Marvel uh, way? No, no, no. It's 10-30-minute epi- it's, it's episodes. So, oh, it's wow. 10. Wow. Yeah. Hang on. Wow, I, they're breaking the mold. Hang on. Let me double-check that. Well, oh, I just know eight. all the other ones have been six episodes, including Obi One. Which yeah, but they've they've also been an hour long. These are th- right. these are thirty. This is like a thirty minute sitcom. So my wife has been watching it. Of course, she doesn't like read comic books, and you know she definitely likes like stupid comedies or whatever. She's enjoying it. And one of the things she she liked about it was she was like, "Oh, I like it when they break the fourth wall." And I'm like, "Yes, that is a staple of the She Hulk comic. That is definitely yeah, yeah she she do that." Okay, nine episodes. So the Why? last episode is October thirteenth. Yes. Oh, interesting. I guess it's because, like, when I remember watching Obi Wan, I was like, "This is supposed to be an hour, but this bitch is only like thirty minutes after you cut out the credits." <laughs> yeah. All right. I think. Are we done here? Can, can we uh, move this on? Uh, yeah. Check out your friend Hannah's podcast that she doesn't do anymore, right? That's right. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Alright folks, thank you for listening to the Metal Hammer of Doom. That's Jesse Starcher over there. Uh Robert Cooper on the on, on the tambourine. I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>